down, just take your time. Me and you gonna be here for a while, okay. I got some things that I wanna do. I just wanna be close to you, okay. On Wake and Bake, will you be more? Yeah. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh my God. Oh my God again. I want to welcome all my people from the Golden community. Uh, welcome to Wake and Bake with BMO. I see you, Carlos. What's up, baby? Drew, I see you. What's up on, on the BMO side? I see you. What's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up? Make sure y'all say good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning. I beat y'all up. Huh? Oh, you're talking to the people. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to beat them up? No. You, that's right. You're the, you're the nice one of the two. You're the good cop? But a cop nonetheless. We the feds out this motherfucker because we snitching on white folks left and right. I don't give a shit. Fuck them. Okay. <laughs> I don't give a cop. I don't give a hot goddamn. Um. Anyway, this episode, this morning's episode is brought to you by a wonderful product that we make right here in the house. Uh, more than shea butter brought to you by Nami Organica. Boom. Check that out. Okay. New blend, proprietary blend, specifically the BMO blend. So if you want the BMO shine, tell Nami to hook you, hook you up, but you got to be able to follow her on Nami Organica on all platforms. Honey's girl. I see you. I see you. Honey's girls decided to join the Golden Community Perspective. You're getting a do, you're getting a new, uh, you're getting a new perspective. If you, if I lean back, you see your painting is still in the chair right there, right? But I put my head there strategically because actually you over here, you right, uh, you right there, you right there. I don't know if the other people can't see you yet, but we have to incorporate that in there. But you in there? What's up, Jay Capo? Welcome to Hawaii and Bake. Will you be? Oh yeah. I know a lot of y'all don't know me. Well. You know, it's not like there's a lot of people here, but some of y'all don't know me. My name is my name is Bimo. It is a reminder, not a name. Okay, Bimo. Uh, I'm a cultural analyst, uh, cultural architect, curator, producer, manager, agent. Papier is that what you called it the other day? Paper tier. A paper tier. <laughs> um, like I literally own a paper shop. A paper, uh, a paper, a paper company. If I lean, actually, if you go onto the BMO side, if I lean back, you'd be able to see all our print equipment is directly behind us at the desk. That's who I am. But at the end of, the, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just a dope motherfucker who likes to do dope shit. But on this morning, every Tuesday through Thursday, 8 a.m. sharp, we spark us a bowl, blunt, or even a carta. And we talk about the things that are happening in the world, whether they're happening right now, whether they happened yesterday, whether they happened 100 years ago, in the perspective of a solution-based black, right? Black and solution-based. That's what we do every morning. So, I'm, I mean, I don't really do too much in the intros, right? That's not really too much of what I do. But if you want to catch the full, if you want to catch the full podcast and get more context of what we're doing right here on Hawaii and Bake, will you be? Oh yeah! If you want to get more context on that, make sure you check out the uh, the podcast wherever podcasts are available. Uh, Wake and bake with BMO with the N, not the and, because you know language and shit. All right. Now that we've introduced our new guest, we want to welcome again the Gold Community. Thank you for thank you for stopping by. Wake and bake with BMO. Nice. Thank you for coming again. Let's let's get it popping. What we got on the schedule this morning? What you want to talk about first? 
Who we got on the on the on the menu? We have uh, we welcome the gold community. Welcome y'all. Good to see y'all. Y'all can't if you want to see the multimedia, you're gonna have to go over to the BMO side because I can't do I can't I can't do both. Um, uh, and then we also have the price of tolerance. Is that video I want to show about the 100? And then also uh, niggas with Grammys, niggas with Grammys. But I know you had some I know you had some capital updates. Did you not? Okay, what, what you got? Oh, you know that Trump has declared um, D.C. as an emergency state? Yes. Yes, to be exact. Okay. Um, Nancy is no longer the Speaker of the House. She's not? No, some other lady. I forgot her name, but it's like a whole, whole thing. Yeah. When did that I could swear she was revoted as the Speaker of the House. Well, this, this was like a sign, like, she signed something yesterday, like, the 11th or something like Interesting. That. Good, that bitch gotta go. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, we've always been a republic. Well, like, but I think we were operating as something else. We've been operating as a republic since forever. Because you know the U.S. is a corporation, so now, like, the corporation is being liquidated, so now, like, we're just a republic. Wait, what? Yeah, like, yeah, you can look it up. (laughs) There's, like, a date that the U.S. was incorporated, like, back in the 60s or something. But that's no longer. But we've been a republic since 1776, I though. Know, I know, but like we weren't operating as that. Yes, we were. Okay, well. A republic is basically a representative democracy. But I don't think it's going to be the same. Like, we're not going to have the same. I don't, like I said, I don't have all the details, so. Okay. Yeah. All right, you got me on that one. I don't, I don't, you got me on that one. Um. Oh, honey's girls up close. I didn't know you had an up close. Uh, is this the fenster? Hey, you dropping the spicy joints on the up close? What's up, honey's girl? Yes. I didn't know it was a person. You know, it was a personal page. No. I thought honey's girl was the personal page. I guess. I guess we basic friends now. I'm playing. <laughs> Let me stop playing. Let me stop playing. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting that you say. Uh, that we'll be operating as a republic now because we've always been acting as a republic. A republic is essentially a, re- a representative democracy, meaning that we don't directly devote for our needs. You and I don't go vote for laws. We vote for somebody who votes for our laws, right? Somebody who speaks on our on our interests. I don't, I don't know. Now I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just a politics guy. You know what I'm saying? What's up, bro? Ah, rock on here. What's up, Pearl? Cacao? Good morning, <laughs> Cacao. Anyway. I am very aggressive. Uh, you'll learn that about me on, on the gold community. Um, I'm just a I'm just a lowly political science student, but I'm not I'm not aware of how the capitalist structure changes how we vote. Maybe with the I, I don't think they Who is they? Like, well, you know, we are the they. But what power do we really have? Well, apparently, we can storm the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't. Oh, we can't. Um, um, what power do we really have? What power do we? We have the power to choose representatives. That's the whole point of a re- republic. But if you want to change your government, that's the federal government. The state government doesn't act the same way as a republic does. The state government acts like like a direct democracy because you can do all states have state legislators? I don't know. You can directly vote 
for your interests in your state or in your community or in your neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to talk about the gov- I don't want to talk about government systems all morning. That's not that's not sexy. That's not spicy enough. Um, what else you got for me? Yeah, okay, so um, there's nobody on the gold community right now. That's cool. So this is what I want you to do. Uh, what we're getting ready to do is I want, I'm getting ready to show this video called The 100. Now, if you're black, you've probably seen this video before. If you're on the gold community, you might want to j- jump over to the BMO side real fast. Follow me at BMO Brown, B-E-M-O Brown, uh, so we can watch this video together. It's a video called The 100. Now, if you're black, you've probably seen this video before. I'm not going to give too much prerequisite detail because I want us to watch it as a class and then I want you to tell me (laughs) I don't know how to get loud but I want you to tell me how you feel after watching this video now it's three minutes Uh, I'm probably jumping in in and out just to make sure reset the conversation for individuals who are coming in but it's three minutes and I want y'all to just pay attention I know you've seen it on the Facebook probably you've seen it on the YouTube's whatever I downloaded from YouTube's but uh check this out oh hey hit the button with Hey, line up! Line up! Everybody, line up! We're about to race! Everybody, line up! Shoulder to shoulder! Take off your backpack! Basketball, line up! We're about to race! your thoughts on it? Hey, we are we are racing for a hundred dollar bill. The winner of this race will take this. A hundred dollar bill. Before I say go, I'm going to make a couple statements. If those statements apply to you, I want you to take two steps forward. If those statements don't apply to you, I feel like you know what? I, I want like you to stay right to where you. you're at. I don't even got to show the whole video. Take two steps about. forward if both of your parents are still married. Y'all know what the fuck about to happen. Take two steps forward if you grew up with a father figure in the home. Take two steps forward if you had access to a private education. Giant steps. Take two steps forward if you had access to a free tutor growing up. Take two steps forward if you've never had to worry about your cell phone being shut off. Take two steps forward if you've never had to help mom or dad with the bills. Take two steps forward. Um, I'm not gonna show you all that whole video because I really think I think that video is propaganda like a motherfucker. If I'm being if I'm being quite honest about it, that's interesting. Um, if I'm being quite honest about it, I think the video was propaganda for white privilege. Now, here's the thing: when it comes to well, that's interesting. Uh, when it comes to the teaching of privilege and rights and responsibilities to, for white people, why does that always seem to come at the price of black embarrassment? Why does it always seem like that white people got to learn their lessons through our pain? Right. You know what I really feel bad for in this video? And the more the more I watch this video, the more I recognize some of the things that's actually going on. One, all the black dudes that are in the video are on the basketball team. I didn't notice that until I just 
until I saw the beginning of the video. What's up? Oh, okay. Um, all the black guys in that video are from the basketball team. So that's interesting. That's just that's an interesting caveat that I'm not getting ready to get into. What I want to get into is at the end of this at the end of this conversation, what ends up happening is this this white dude who's raining out all these responses is setting up a situation that's supposed to illuminate or illustrate what privilege looks like for, for white people. So he asks all these questions that are definitely uh, racially devices, divisive. Have you grown up with your father in the family? Uh, is college secure for you? Do you have enough money? Yada, 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 yada. All these things that usually separate, um, usually separate white folks from black folks in a very quantitative manner. Um, the problem that I have, though, is if you look at these black boys' faces, um, I just I feel so I feel so embarrassed. Yeah. If I was one of them, I'd feel so embarrassed because as a white guy says towards the end of the video, yeah, none of these things were. You're right. None of these things are in my are in my peer view or under my control. But yet, right now in this moment, I'm being punished for them. Right. I'm being embarrassed in front of them. My friends are literally going to leap and bound past me and look back at me as we begin to race. Let me ask you another question. At the end of this whole situation, now we didn't watch the whole video now. At the end of this whole situation, this whole thing is supposed to be about a race for $100. And these statements are supposed to get you closer to the finish line. And this individual who's supposed to be teaching inclusiveness, who's supposed to be teaching belonging, equity, uh, diversity, all that good shit, this white dude who's supposed to be teaching that, he, he, takes this he takes his time to not only embarrass these students, but to actually have the race. Right. And not only that, but he didn't level the playing field. <laughs> no. No, what we don't, what, what I didn't see, show you in the video, this thing that, that really like, that really bothers me about this video is this dude sets up this whole race, says all of these, these, these anecdotal statements to make sure that the white kids are in the front so they can recognize what they, what they privilege are. And then at the end of the lesson, they run the race. So then, to me, as a black dude, as a black guy that's in the audience, my question is, fuck the lesson that you were trying to teach about diversity and inclusion. I don't give a fuck about that. I can handle that. I've been had that lesson. Right. Where the fuck is the $100? Right. You've already acknowledged, and I find it so strange, in the video, I'm about to get attitudes, I'm getting loud. In the video, I find it so weird that the white dude says in the video, he says something to the effect of, if the, if the lesson was... Uh, if the race was an evil, it was an even playing field. These black guys will smoke all of you. Interesting term to use violent um, to use violence on the black aesthetic, yeah. while also sensationalizing black athleticism. White folks can be fast too. Anyway, um, I find it I find it a hundred percent interesting that this dude then gives away that hundred dollars to someone, and then now the lesson the lesson of inclusion and diversity is for everybody, but the hundred dollars is for the white boy in the front. And somehow that's supposed to teach me diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now, what, Bima, why are you bringing this up? Why you got such an attitude? Well, yesterday I was sitting in on a, uh, uh, I'm not going to say who was hosting the meeting. Let's just say one of the biggest successful companies in the world right now, one of these trillion dollar companies. I was sitting in on one of their um, inclusion trainings yesterday. Uh, the name of the video was called The $100 Race. The $100 race. You can look it up in your free time. I'm sitting in this trillion-dollar company's uh, inclusion training yesterday, and not giving the benefit of the doubt. It was just it was just a pilot. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be judging the pilot. 
And one of the first assignments that they do is they, they give us these one of these four videos to watch. And this is the first video to watch. The video started at 9, the, the drink started at 9.30. This video ended by the time it was 9.45. The drink ended at, 9, it ended at 12.30. I couldn't hear nothing past 9.46. I couldn't hear a word, anything, anything anybody else said past 9.46. Why? Because the discussion we had about this video, check this out. Here's the here's the age old uh, uh uh here's the age old race trick they play on you right. Here's what they said. They said if you listen closely, if you listen closely, none of those statements had to do anything with race. Bmo, don't be too sensitive because this video about the hundred isn't about racial diversity. It's about class. The Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was about economics. Jim Crow South wasn't divided because of culture. It was divided because of different classes of economics. There's not a race war happening in the country right now. There's a class war that's happening in the country right now. So then tell me this, oh mystical voice. Why is it when we ask, why is it when we ask class dividing questions that somehow race becomes a factor? Is it because maybe class is also dependent upon race? Right. Let me calm down. I'm getting an attitude already. You can hear it, you can hear it bubbling up. So a, a young black gentleman at this trillion dollar company tried to convince us that this video was appropriate for teaching inclusion because the video was truly about class and not necessarily about race. Uh, in which I couldn't, I, I just couldn't disagree any further. I just, it's just not true. It's just false. And it's a narrative that is often given towards minorities. It's a narrative that, also, that is often given towards minorities to gaslight us. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, the, the, you're not feeling racial pressure right now. That's class. Okay, so then why does everybody like me mostly poor? If it's not about race, then how come there's a direct correlation between race and class? Don't fucking play with me. I mean, if it's not about race, why would the man holding the race even mention the fact that the black guys were? Because, see, yesterday we also learned in training Yesterday, we also learned a training thing called selective bias, which is you hear what the fuck you want to hear. Yeah. Which is why it's amazing to me that some people don't hear that that's clearly a white lady in Seoul. She called herself a white lady. Right. <laughs> some people clearly don't want to hear that the dude is clearly classifying these people by race. Right. And my issue, my real issue is what I hate, what I hate is why is it, why is it in a room full of the majority that I have to be the bat that the lesson is taught on. Right. And then you turn around and look at me for comments and for empowerment and for enlightenment? No, you don't want to know what the fuck I got to say. Because what I got the fuck to say is going to disrupt this little training. Fuck your little trillion dollar company. Fuck your little contract. What I got to say, fuck that. Fuck this little job that I'm on right now. Fuck all that. You want to hear what the fuck I got to say? This shit is fucking ridiculous. Don't, don't, don't teach inclusion on my fucking back. Oh, the thing that got me when the lady was like, oh, does anybody want to share their examples of, what, what did she say? 
Then they wanna they, they're asking me for examples of motherfucking asking me for examples of code switching and shit. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell exactly. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something. What? What? But it's okay. To ask about examples of microaggressions, like this is. This is a macro aggression. I'm I'm in a macro aggression right now, bitch. I'm triggered. I am so I was so hurt. I had to walk, I had to walk away. I heard nothing else. The whole the rest of the training could have been bomb. It could have been the best diversity and inclusion and training I ever heard. But I mean, and maybe, and maybe, you know what? As I was, Rebecca was, you know you was uh Unoya, you know you was texting me some questions last night to help. Uh, help flesh out my, my 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 dream. What's it called? My dream shower. What's it called? My sun shower. That's what it's called. Trying to flesh out my. You know I'm so bad with names. Trying to flesh out my my sun shower. And she she asked me the why. Why am I doing what I'm doing? And I sat down at my desk at two three o'clock in the morning with a blunt in my hand. And I and I was like, why? Why do I call myself a cultural architect? And and this might sound dramatic, but this is truly where my this is truly where my brain goes. Like, we not supposed to be here. Mm. Every time you see a black person on American soil, you see a crime. A crime that is still taking place. We are not supposed to be here. Therefore, there have been structures systemically set in place since 1619 to ensure our failure. Not suggest it, not mention it, but to secure our failure. Since 1619, in 2019, that was what, 500 years ago? 400 years ago? 402 years ago. They didn't start the practice of denying our freedom. They had mastered oppression in 1619. The buildup was already there. So when we talk about why am I a cultural analyst? Why am I a cultural architect? Why am I trying to set up these systems in place? Because when I look around black culture, when I look around black creativity, I see two people. I see the builders of cultural creativity and I see I see a crime. We're not supposed to be here. So then who is supposed to set up the systems for us to be successful? It's me, big dog. I I'll take that fight. That's my motherfucking why. And it agitates me. Whew, man. Who was we talking about? Your wife. Before that. Um, oh, this motherfucking video. Oh, yeah. And it agitates me when the real life trauma of what I experienced. And it might be dramatic to say that I can feel the trauma of 1619, but I swear every time it's described to me, I can feel myself on those boats. Mm -hmm. One day passes, two day passes, three day passes. You still on the water. 
your hope for a quick return has diminished. You are now enslaved, faced with two choices. To live through more slavery or die in this moment. I feel, I feel that right now. An impossible choice by individuals stolen from their land. But yet it's all it's fun and games for you to call it a hundred dollar race. Call out these systemic anomalies that put me at the bottom. Name them. Shame them. And then continue with the race. Man. Man. I'm so ooh. How am I then supposed to sit in this meeting? How am I then supposed to have a sense of belonging when I'm the one who don't got no father? When I'm the one that can't go to college without ducking a ball and everybody looking back and they know it. Not only did I not win the race, now I got to turn around and go to school with these motherfuckers. Right. But you done had your little viral moment with your little shitty ass marketing video. Get the fuck out of here, white man. I'm so tired of fucking white men, dog. Let me smoke this blunt and calm down. I ain't rolled not one piece of this blunt. Not one piece, Lord. I hope y'all can hear me. It looked like the video just doing whatever the fuck it want to do today. Mm -hmm. What we sound like? But, you know, Gary, Gary you was in the, um, Gary was in the meeting with me yesterday. Right. And, you know, I I had a moment where I thought I should speak up in the moment. But you know what? I, they were short on time. <laughs> Is the sound working? OK. People say you can hear me just fine. Um, uh, <laughs> I had a moment, Gary, as as we were slacking through this trillion dollars companies um, situation. I had a moment. But I was like, it's one of those things again, it's one of those things where you're black, when you know something is wrong, but that's not the point right now. <laughs> the point right now is to teach inclusion and I know something is wrong, but damn it, I'm in a situation where I gotta bite my, I'm Eugene Goodman. Mm. I'm at the steps of the Capitol. The insurrection is facing me. I have two. I have two enemies in this situation. I clearly have the white man who was in front of me calling me niggas, wishing me death. Mm -hmm. But also in front of me have insurrectionists, and I'm at work. Yeah. I could shoot them in the face right now. I could go to. I could go to fuck off. They call me the new DC sniper. I take these. I take these white folks out. Two, three bullets. Two of them at a time with one bullet. I could do it right now. I swear to God. I swear to God I could do it, and, and, and it's legal. But my job right now is to protect these senators. I could take it personally. I could go off right now. But my job right now is to take these fools and lead them somewhere else. So in this moment, I have to negotiate my blackness once again. But you know what? We've been doing this since 1619. We've been doing this since we were taking off our fucking land. I've been negotiating my blackness for so long. That's okay. I'll do it again for this quick moment because there's a greater good right now. And in this moment, it's just trillion dollar companies uh, training. 
But you believe me. Like I told you before, you believe me, you. Oh, they sent out for uh, what's it called when you finish the thing and they want your they want your opinion. What's it called? Uh-huh. Oh, they sent out the feedback, and you believe I am going to be writing a strongly worded letter. You got damn right. <laughs> I will be writing a strongly worded letter. Man's really gonna tell me this shit ain't about motherfucking race. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I am not accept that shit. That trick worked on me one time in seventh grade. Oh, the Civil War was about Southern economics. Get the economics of slavery. <laughs> we got some comments, sweetheart. I didn't went off for the last five minutes. Read some comments while I roll this blunt, please. I don't mean to be aggressive with you. My apologies. Mo Higgins, what's up, baby? Mm -hmm. Even though what you're saying is absolutely correct, the main approach for majority population would be to prove the oppression, prove the white privilege, prove every all accusations. Beyond popular opinion, other than that, it's just conjecture. Mm. Mm. Keep going up. What else we got? I know I can see some other things up there. Go on community. Drop me some comments, man. I see y'all watching. Don't don't just watch, baby. Participate. Solution based big podcast on Awake and Bake, will you be more? Yeah. What else we got? Oh, yeah, that's right. Cause we had, uh, that's right. Right. If you had some more comments, y'all, we having some, we have some trouble with our, with our live, uh, comments. So if you have a comment that you want to get read, don't be afraid to, uh, guess who just joined on? That's your girl, Crystal Hansley. Crystal Hansley, we was talking about you on here a couple weeks ago about your dynamic work with your energy company. You were the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. Did you know that? Okay. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> you, you didn't even know. You was the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. Had your picture and everything. Um. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-mm. <laughs> I didn't know that. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, yeah, Crystal, I think that's you, ain't it? It's say Kay Hansley. That's the only Kay Hansley I know. Yeah, the lady of the house, she, a uh, couple weeks back, we was talking about, um, it's like a couple months back, we were talking about black women who were doing great things in the in the field, like in real time right now. And she dropped your name, and I was like, we in the same class. Oh, <laughs> and then I saw the commercial. Bet, and we saw you in the commercial. What's up, Malik? Good morning to you. So, I mean, I just had, that was, those are my thoughts on the 100th video. I really, when we get, oh, and my other thing is, so I don't, um, <laughs> I don't, here's the other thing. Black people, let me just ask you this question before I just assume real quick. Black people, do you automatically assume that you know all the ins and outs of diversity and inclusion? Do you like, uh, oh, let me ask you, do you think you're a master at inclusion? No. Black folks, do you think you're a master at inclusion? I try, but, you know. I try. Right. So as I'm sitting in this, just not to rag on this trillion dollar company's inclusion exercise, but I kept thinking, like, there's a, re there's a reason why I'm kind of offended by this. It's because it's the intro. This is, this is like discrimination and inclusion one-on-one. I feel like black folks, we need the second class. Oh, like, yeah. Like, 
just because we black doesn't mean, and if we, even if we are in an all-black company, doesn't necessarily mean that we are a diverse company. And that doesn't mean that we got to start inviting white folks. Please, come on. <laughs> come on, let, relax. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like it would be, it is an interesting thought that black diversity, equity, inclusion training should be a little more nuanced. What I didn't hear in this trillion dollars company's uh, inclusion uh, 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 training was, how do we hire convicts? We had neurodiversity, which is dope. Um, but a majority of our workforce are convicted criminals, whether it be through their fault, whether they was selling the eighth when they was 19, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, another thing, I, you know, I don't really like, like to talk negative about black women, but there's something that black women did over the weekend that I didn't really appreciate. Uh, there was a thread that was going around that was like, um, would you rather, it was like something like, would you rather die single or date a convict? Black women specifically. And like most of the, most of the thing, most of the women were like, I'd rather die single. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> God damn. How many black men in jail? It's like one in five, ain't it? Shit. Jesus. Give us a goddamn chance. <laughs> God damn. A nigga sold a dub when he was in college and now he can't have no love? Jesus Christ. <laughs> My God. Worse than a white man at this point. Let me not do y'all like that. Y'all not worse than a white man. Let me stop playing. Um, but yeah, I was very triggered. So I will, uh, to those who are wondering, oh, so Bimo, what you gonna do? You just gonna, you just gonna sit in the training. You're not gonna say nothing. You, just, you, gonna, you gonna bitch up. No, I just, again, I think, I think time and place I don't even know if that's the right answer. I don't know if that's my systemic, my systemic fear coming through. But at the same time, like you know, oh shit, Ernesto, you got a story. What you got? I worked for a white man company who were advocates of diversity. They had no managers or high-ranking black people in the company. They fired me enough a month later. <laughs> you remind me of Cheryl Grace. We told the story of Cheryl Grace a couple days ago. Cheryl Grace invented this black intellectual report about black consumerism at Nielsen. Yes, Nielsen, the people that give out TV ratings, they also do uh, they also do media data, right? Sorry, Ernesto, I didn't mean to just laugh at you and give, not give you no, no comfort. That's fucked up, dog. That's fucked up. Um, and it's also good to see you again, man. I feel like we ain't seen each other since uh, uh, Noel and it was gonna have that project and we met up at the, uh, we met up at the Howard Theater. Ever since then, you done had a baby, man. What's up? What's up, man? And congratulations on the baby. Anyway, my bad. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't trailed off. Um, but now I own my own business, and that's how you put your dick on the table. That's right. That's how you put your dick on the table. Um, what was I saying? Oh, you read the report. Oh, that's oh, that's because that's that's is right. We work together. Of course, you read the report, right? We read it together. Um, Cheryl Grace created this black consumer report. Very interesting read. Talks a lot about where black people are and how we use technology, right? I was interested I was interested to see, just a real quick uh, thing to report, black people are on media more than any other demographic. And also, here's actually a fun fact that I've been kind of experimenting with throughout the week. According to the Nielsen Report, you can find 92% of black people on the radio at any time of the week. Any time of the week, 92% of black people will interact with the radio. So I've been testing that, and sure enough, it's true. We went to MLK Deli. What was on? 
Right. <laughs> right. It was actually a little weird. It was like, okay. And even from like time to time, I'll, I'll, I'll cut off the aux mode, listen to the radio. I mean, that's how I found that Her and Loner song. It was pretty, it's pretty interesting. So, anyway, um, who was I talking about? Mm. Shell Grace creates this dynamic report, puts Nielsen on the map as it, as it pertains to inclusivity in the data field. December 2020, she got to sue Nielsen for discrimination. The same lady, y'all, yeah. suing Nielsen for discrimination. Why? Because they want to pigeonhole her and marginalize her, particularly to a one position, which is to be the face of inclusion. Isn't that ironic? Isn't it ironic? It's like right. Is that Cheryl Crow? <laughs> is that Cheryl Crow? Is that Cheryl sure? Crow? I don't know or is that Jewel? I think it's Jewel. Is that Jewel? I think so. It's like right. You know, in a in a different world. Um, Oh, we got some comments from uh comments from the gold community. Come on in. Welcome to Who Wake and Bake We Be Mo. Yeah. Y'all see my you know you're right there in the corner? Mm-hmm. That's right. I didn't know that it had little pussies in the background. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Who doesn't want more pussy? Alanis Morset. Yo, <laughs> yo, Gary said Alan is more set. I love it. That's a name. <laughs> That's a name. <laughs> Cheryl Crow and Lotus more set. These not the same people. And Jewel, they're not the same person. Let me stop playing. And let me stop acting like I don't love white woman angst songs. Oh, I love a song about white woman angst. Mm. What's that Michelle Branch song? Oh Lord, and she Canadian. I forgot. A lot of sports said Canadian like shit. Was that on your? Uh, was that a, they played that at your prom, Tamon? Huh? They had that at your prom. Oh, they do have proms in Canada, dog. I tell you my favorite story of Tamon. This is the Boy Scouts man. <laughs> sitting outside, we're sitting out this side of this event. Oh, foreground of that. Shout out to my T-shirt, foreground. We're sitting outside of Foreground, which is a creative, uh, a creative summit for niggas who really know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. We bring that shit up. Make sure y'all, make sure y'all pull up. We sitting outside. Uh, we sitting outside of Foreground one year, and we trying to do like some, some like tie a knot type shit. I can't remember what the fuck it was. And Taman, who's on here right now, Taman is Canadian, right? So I'm asking them like, yo, do they have, yo, what do they call Boy Scouts in Canada? He was like. Boy Scouts, nigga. <laughs> they don't have proms. No proms? See, backward country. Right. No Boy Scouts, no proms. Backward country, man. Backward country. Built the wall on the wrong side. I'm playing. Should have built that wall to begin with. If anything, these white people demonstrated by scaling the wall of the Capitol is walls don't work. Right? Right? <laughs> Yo, there is a video, there's a hilarious video of I think some 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 immigrants sneaking across the border who are playing with the border wall. They like sliding in between the little bars. They like yeah. doing I'm like, this is goddamn disrespectful. <laughs> And these fools are storming the Capitol for these ideas. 
don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, we got some comments on. Uh, we got some comments on here. Uh, Golden community, we got. Hey, what's up? Good morning. I don't know what saying did I say that you're gonna use. Is it black black mid matters? Because that's true. Uh, the black dollar is so strong. We got to keep the black dollars in our community for much longer. I agree. I agree. I agree. And it's weird just to get back on the black the black consumer reporting, right? So according to this report, which some I've I've heard some I've heard some uh, neo pan Africans. Um, I've had some neo-Pan-Africans take issue with this statement, but according to this report, $1.9 trillion is generated throughout the black community. As I'm trying to look up more black consumer reporting, right, I find it, I find it weird that I can't find any. Like, almost as if $1.9 trillion got spent and nobody wanted to know how. Nobody looked at any receipts. That's weird, right? Yeah. Especially when you consider the influence that black people have on the culture and like <laughs> consumerism. Yeah. It's a strange phenomenon. All right, now would be a good time for the question of the roast, but we just sparked the blunt. What time we at right now? God damn, we've been going. All right, I've been talking this. Oh, Lord, I've been talking. I've been talking, talking. What else are we supposed to talk about this morning? Oh, niggas with Grammys. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Niggas with Grammys. Let's see what we got on. Wake and bake with BMO. Yeah. What we got here for uh, with niggas with Grammys? Um. Oh, uh, niggas with Grammys. The power. Uh, the price of tolerance, which is interesting, because uh, yesterday was the price of of code switching. I, I switched that up on everybody. Nobody knows what the fuck they were. You know what I'm saying. Um. Are we having video problems? Turn the Wi-Fi off. Yeah. Yo, they got me. Oh, 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 oh! Let me cut back to my face real fast. They got us, y'all. So I remember we would. I would tell. I was telling y'all about uh, Gold Community. Good morning. What's up to y'all? I, I was telling y'all. Over the last couple of weeks, we noticed that the story is going on, right? So Xfinity is putting data caps on your internet, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know. Some of y'all might be getting calls from Xfinity because it happened to me. And I happen to, I like picking up the, the spam calls. Right? I like to see what the fuck's going on. Um, I think I'd be on the same internet to be on with the TV. I'm still on here. Okay. Um, Xfinity calls me and they say, oh, Mr. Brown, did you know that you get a free internet go box with your subscription? Yada, 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 blase, blase. And I was like, oh, I didn't read that in the fine print when I got the situation. Please tell me what's going on. Turns out, as the lady, the young lady is walking me through how to get my free little internet uh, to go box, uh, it turns out what she's actually doing is trying to get me to agree to the new data caps that are happening in Xfinity right now. Because, you know what I'm saying, because your boy has been blessed with some with some great opportunities, we've been able to sign some contracts, we've been able to do a couple of things, right? So because your boy has been able to do these things, I can, you know, I can afford, you know, a decent, uh, 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 I can afford a decent, uh, am I not live right now? 
I can afford the decent uh, the decent internet package, right? But then I look at the packages and I'm seeing that the new low tier, the tier that they're offering to individuals who are uh, struggling financial, it's like 25 megabytes per second. <laughs> I'm not live right now. Okay. Um, 25 megabytes per second. Just as a fun fact, I think for Zoom to work properly, I think you need 40 megabytes per second or 30 megabytes per second or something like that. But they're giving out, they giving out shitty internet for these low prices, y'all. My fear with the internet, my fear with the data caps outside of the personal situation would be how does it affect the lower tiered individuals who are on the internet? Because I know Xfinity is not going to be the lower tier right now was like, what, 65 megabytes per second, which is perfectly fine. Plus the 1.2 uh, terabytes, which is cool. Uh, for us, it might be a little short. I might expand us, uh, get us an extra couple of terabytes because we do a lot of uploading and shit. Um, but I was always wondered, I'm always wondering about how this is going to affect the lower population because Xfinity is not doing this for, to, to, what? Xfinity is not doing this to, to, to save their carbon footprint on data. Xfinity is doing this to make money. I told you, I told you before, I think they try to get their cable money back. That's what that is, honestly. So many people drop their cable that now they got to increase internet prices, right? Uh, that's the plan. Exactly. Digital, digital redlining. Ernesto. That's actually a very good point. Digital redlining. Why do we? Man. Why does this have to happen? It doesn't. That's the thing. <laughs> this shit is heartbreaking. My phone just died like shit. Oh, no. <laughs> the gold community just, just lost the gold community. <laughs> Not very. It's okay. I just lost the gold community. We'll be okay. Um. What happened? What the comments? What we got? Digital redlining is real, says Ernesto. Uh, Danny says that's the plan. They give these kids um, that I teach, <clears throat> they can barely connect to school. They just want to keep them stupid. Uh, Brandon says they're gonna stack up on them overage fees, just like the Bank of America overdraft fees. Yeah. I didn't know that overdraft fees were specifically American. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like in Great Britain, they just decline your they just decline your purchase still. So then, what the f decline my purchase? I don't want the shit if I can't afford it. Like, what? Why am I paying thirty five dollars? You know what? <laughs> I hate slavery. Why are we like this? <laughs> <laughs> I hate slavery. <clears throat> Lord of mercy. Um. Yeah, your credit score is credit score. Yeah, look, I've been telling y'all that your credit is motherfucking financial. Uh, Financial Jim Crow. Yes. Uh, yes. My bad, y'all. I seen a little leg. <laughs> My apologies this morning. I seen a little leg. Got distracted. Uh oh. Um, we'll talk about next meeting. Let me start playing. Uh, it's been a good conversation this morning. You got any burning questions for our very big roach? Because we're running out of time. We got 47 right now. 
Okay. Do you think there's anything we can do to combat digital redlining? Or like, Ooh. what can we do about that? Do we just take it? Ooh, is there anything that we can do? You know, we need we need individuals like Crystal, like Crystal Hansberry to come through and change the game with the digitals. You know what I mean? Maybe we need our own digital farms, our own clouds, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, so that we can provide to people. Because it can't be like I'm thinking like, I mean, I'm I'm I am thinking very, very, very macro at this moment. Like, how much is it to provide internet versus how much is it to to make money off of internet? Like, I'm thinking really basic right now. Like, if I was to, I'm pretty sure there's a very big overhead, but then per individual who signs up after that is probably not that. Probably very much like pharmaceuticals. It probably costs you a cool million to make the pill, the first pill, and then 12 cents to make everyone after that. Right, so then if there is a way that we could crack the code on the infrastructure, on the overhead, if we can get that mill, maybe we can get one of our billionaires or one of our hundred millionaires to actually invest in this as a problem. Uh, maybe even maybe we get the attention of our black party to see that digital redlining is the Jim Crow of the future. Um, maybe if we could take it seriously as a political situation, then maybe not only could we come up with like formal political solutions, but we could also come up with privatized solutions that we could invest in. Because the Xfinity package, the Xfinity low-level package is, what, $9.95, I think? Yeah. So, like, if, if Xfinity can do it for $9.95, then I f- it, feel like, it feels like for privatized, we might be able to do the, pa- the package I have now for, like, 30 bucks. Right, so it might be a higher spin, but it could be worth the investment, or or it could be worth the investment just on like not just on a philanthropic level, but like goddamn, if if data's the new gold, yeah. nigga, maybe we should be getting some gold. Okay. <laughs> goddamn, we see. Oh, what's crazy? We see in the. What? I just gave away a billion dollar idea. If we had the money, we could have a billion dollar idea right now. Nielsen report already says black people ingest media at a higher rate than any other demographic. That means we are absorbing most of the data on a per capita level more than any other demographic. Meaning we could be the most profitable people mm-hmm. of that of that said graphic, our demographic. Right. Shout out to somebody from the Go community that said that we got to circulate dollars in the black community. I feel like that might be the way. We talking about black shows. Fuck a black show. <laughs> Let's get some black data. We talking. We talking about uh, 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 the British versus Americans and playing and playing roles. I mean, representation matters. But shit, if you can play a shitty white movie on a black network, that's fine with me. <sighs> that's a big man. I wish we man niggas. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh damn. Stairs Bethune-ly. <laughs> Y'all know Bethune, uh, uh, <laughs> McLeod. <laughs> Mary McLeod Bethune was my, it's my ancestor. Yeah. Direct ancestor. My, my great, it's my, it's my aunt's great aunt. So my great, great aunt. Okay. I think so. Okay. Um, my aunt's grandmother's yeah, sister, sister yeah. right, was uh, Mary McLeod Bethune. 
right? <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, we do kind of like we do kind of we do got the it's the thick bottom. Yeah, you know I mean it's the thick bottom. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Fucking royalty over here. Can you imagine? Oh my god! Can you imagine if they like she was a philanthropist, right? She started a school. If she had the same, you know, what started school, other billionaires who started for profit schools. If she had the same starting point as some of these other for profit people, she could have been a fucking Rockefeller. Right. But built on black knowledge. It's that, it's that simple. It's that simple. It's that simple. You know what? That makes me, that makes me think about something. Maybe reparations, this is a very privileged statement because I'm coming from someone who would have an estate. But I feel like reparations shouldn't be just about niggas getting a check today. I feel feel like reparations should be backdated to people's estates. And I don't know how you would do that. Um, you know you know what? This is going to sound ridiculous. And I can totally see how Congress would be like, what? That don't make no sense. Every black person who ever lived should be getting reparations. Hmm. Even the dead ones. Maybe at a different rate, but I think it's it would be irresponsible to just try to alleviate that financial grievance by giving out modern money to modern people. Yeah. Because we shouldn't keep saying that Malcolm X died broke because he shouldn't have died broke. Hmm. Uh, honey's girl up close says that's a lot of back taxes for white people. Hey man, look if we serious about if we serious about settling the wage gap, it's not go- if the wage gap is what. Fuck. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. The wage gap is eighty to one. 80,001, I can't remember the stat right now. It's what the the median black families uh uh what's it called? What's your financial financial total called? Yeah, yeah. The the average black family's gross income is like $2,000 while the average what? yeah, it's something crazy like that. While the average White families' gross income is like one hundred twenty thousand dollars, something like that. So that's the ratio that we got to deal with, right? What? No, I, yeah, it's crazy. So if we're talking about if we're talking about really alleviating the wage gap, the wage gap can't just be alleviated by addition. No, <laughs> it's not going to just be alleviated by adding a uh, hundred and eight thousand dollars to black people's gross income. A little that's gonna have to come off the top, baby. And as a and as an average black family whose uh, gross uh, total income is less than two thousand dollars, I'll say, um, "What you need one hundred twenty thousand dollars for? You'll be okay. 
You'll be okay. You'll be okay with 60 and working it back up to 120. Right. Damn. I've been poor. I am poor. <laughs> Talk about I've been poor. <laughs> there it is. 4K for black families, 140K for whites. Crazy. Crazy. I was off by 2K and 20K. Crazy. That's crazy. If we're talking about alleviating, the, if we're talking about alleviating the uh, uh, the wage gap, if you look at that number right there, if I'm an economist, there's only 144k per average available in wages. If we're gonna settle that ratio, there's no way in hell we could just add 156k to one 100 and, not 56 136k to one side and do nothing to the other side right. that's not how algebra works <laughs> that's not how math works that's not how ratios work right. my thighs out uh oh <laughs> um anyway you got any burning questions for the roads we are definitely running no, up on our time what was the burning question Oh, what can we do about digital redlining? I think I think we could invest as a collective, definitely our most wealthy ones could invest in this data ownership, this cloud space. I read a stat the other day that said like most 70% of these cloud-based applications are owned by three companies. Um, AWS is one of them. I think that holds the biggest market share in that cloud space. Um, I mean, of course, you know, got the richest man in the world. Of course. Actually, no. The Elon Musk, Elon Musk passed him. Really? Yeah, recently. Wow. Which means that, you know, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos is going to pass him again. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a race. It's going to be a dick measuring contest while other people are dying. Oh. Um, when these two motherfuckers themselves could settle the wage gap. Right. Uh, yeah, the wage gap. <laughs> Both between men and women and the... Uh, and the wage disparity between black and white people. They could do it and still it's, they still have still money for generations. What's up, Jay? Good morning, man. Welcome back to Wake and Bake with B-Mo. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we're talking about this morning as we get ready to go off this morning. Uh, oh, today. You said 58? Cool. I got, I got like two minutes. Okay, I got less than two minutes. So today I'm taking over the Gold Community page. Check them out. Um, it's a really good, awesome project started by a good friend of mine, Rebecca Unoya, artist right here in the city. She's from Boston, transplant here, lovely artist. We have some of her work in the background of the house. I just think she's the dopest. Uh, she started a little community to help, uh, you know, exponentiate the reach that people can have on on social media so you'll see the cute picture that i that i that i that i put up this morning she illustrated me this morning she's going to be doing a deep dive uh thank you for joining us again on Hawaiian Bay we be mo yeah uh just real quick before i let you go i am nominated for a whammy i do need your help to win it i really would like to win this motherfucker if i could be since i could be transparent on wake and bake with bmo i would really like to win this motherfucker so please go to whammiesdc.org educator of the year wake and bake with bmo uh vote bryant brown that's my name unfortunately um i was named after bryant gumble that's a fun fact for you uh 
remember what I was about to say. Oh, oh, vote for vote for me for the Whammy joint. I think it'd be really important. I think it'd be really cool. One of the great things about the the Whammy nomination is that I was nominated because some of the work that we do here on Wake and Bake with BMO. So shout out to yourself. Let's get some recognition up in this motherfucker. Now I'll put the Whammy in the in the background of of the new set. We'll be moving to Twitch as soon as I get a new lens. Thank y'all for watching. Thank you, Go for Community, for joining me this morning. I appreciate you. We will see you later. Make sure y'all say good morning to the lady at the house. Good morning. Wake and bake with Tuesday to Thursday, 8 a.m. sharp. I had a dream about what the whole song sounds like. And the intro. Spark you a bow, blunt, or even the garden. Where you make we be more, yeah. You think people want a new song? Not a new one, they want the full song. They want the full thing? The full Mento song? <laughs> 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 oh, man. That's how I'm going to debut a new song. I'm going to do it with a Frasier intro. With the Frasier intro at the front, and then when he taps off the, the conductor, it'll go into the new song. All right, y'all. Good morning. Oh, that's right. Akila said we want a band. Yeah. <laughs> just every morning when, the, when we come on, it'll just be a band sitting there. One day, uh, people said they want the full joint, not the new joint. All right. It's coming. It's coming. I got to tell my mans I want to hit the studio. At the studio. All right, actually, today I got to hit my man Yaj today too because I want to get him in the studio. I'm going to start EPing his song for him. Oh, it's a song that I really love. Don't you love? See, here's the thing I, here's the thing I really love about being a cultural architect. I know I was supposed to get off a second ago, but like, here's the thing I really love about it. When you find something that you love and you can do more than just like it, you can like support it. You can put money behind it. You can put ideas behind it. You can suggest marketing. You can have people's trust so that you can curate it. You can you can print it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the that's the coolest thing about this work that I do is that when I find something that I like, I give into it. Like I become part of it. That's the that's the best part. That's the best part. Um, oh my God, it's the best part. And, it's, and then it's so cool. I have these people's work, like, in, this is my house. I look, I'm, Honey's Girl is looking at me right now. And I don't mean on this, up, up close. <laughs> I mean on my walls. Anyway, y'all, I'm gonna let y'all go. Good morning. I got a meeting. See? <laughs> Good morning.